0: Hey, this is Stevie Rochelle from Tough and Metal Sludge, so your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do... We're gonna bat! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone,
1: the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with
0: rock's living legends.
1: And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And once again, we cannot thank you enough for being a part of the Music Mania Podcast, guys, because on this show... You already know the songs, on this show we tell you the stories and that's exactly what we're going to be doing. As for the third time, Wednesday 13 is going to be joining us to talk about his upcoming album, upcoming tour with Cradle of Filth, where he sees the trajectory of his career going, going all the way back to the Murder Dolls, recording his first solo album, The Frankenstein Drag queens, where he sees the trajectory of his career going. Wednesday 13 is a shock rock sensation, a lot of his albums, tongue-in-cheek lyrics, horror elements, and I'll tell you what, on this next one, he's going to be kind of breaking some big news here on this show, he's going to be talking about the fact that he has gone down an 80s rabbit hole, locked himself into a cocoon of nothing but 80s television, pop culture, and music for the past several months, and hopefully out of it emerges the ultimate 80s hard rock metal soundtrack, and that's what he is going for on his next release, we're going to be talking to him all about that, all the details on that, along with little things like Did he like the new Halloween remake? What's his favorite Wasp album? We get into all of it with Wednesday 13. This is our third time to talk to him. Of course, for the very first time, uh, back in, I believe, 2015, I was able to interview Wednesday on his tour bus here at a tour stop here in Kansas City. And uh, I always remember that. It was really funny because we were doing the interview outside the venue, outside this club called The Scene Rock Bar here in uh, Kansas City. And it was like a summer night, like 85 degrees. So to me, it was just an kind of a balmy warm night you know in the summertime and Wednesday's like man it's it's cold out here can we go back on the tour bus and, and finish the interview and I'm like absolutely but man 85 degrees that's pretty good for Kansas City but yeah he's lived in LA for quite a while now so you know he these cooler temperatures just uh just get to him but great guy great vocalist He just has a great vision for his music I've always been an admirer of uh his albums the, the tongue-in-cheek lyrics Saw so, you know albums like Fang Bang, Transylvania 90210, The Dixie Dead. The last two he just did were very dark metal albums, uh, Monsters of the Universe and Condolences. Those were the last two, and I think he really went in a different direction on those. And obviously on this next one, I'm gonna be talking about the direction that's going, but. The direction that we're going here on the Music Mania podcast is things are just getting started here in 2019. We are already off and running. We've had some big interviews, already gone to some big concerts, done some big reviews, got a lot going up. I'm going to be at Disturbed in Three Days Grace in Nashville coming up this weekend covering that show. Hope to get an interview with Three Days Grace uh, for the podcast coming up for that. We're uh, still trying to work out the details to that. But gosh, I went to, to four shows in I believe seven days. Starting with uh, the Scorpions uh, and ending with Lisa Loeb. So, uh, you know, kind of running the gambit here. We had Lisa on the show a couple weeks ago. What a pleasure that was. So we run the gambit here. You know, on this show, uh, the, the heavy emphasis is on uh, 70s, 80s, hard rock. But you know what? We We like to go outside of that. We like to talk to artists from a lot of different genres because, let's face it, I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of a lot of different kinds of music. But Wednesday 13 is someone that I've been a fan of. There's like not a lot of, you know, quote unquote, newer bands that have ever really, you know, at at least, you know, in the the last 10, 15 years that have really just stuck with me and someone that, you know, Wednesday 13 is someone that I have stuck by since uh, the Murder Dolls, which I I believe that first Murder Dolls record came out in 2002. And um, it was, it was, they they then did a follow-up in 2010 uh 2010 or 2011 and you know ever since then Wednesday keeps getting asked if the band would reform and you know Joy Jordanson and what's up with him but you know Wednesday kind of keeps leaving the door open for that so we'll see what happens when it comes to uh the Murder Dolls but right now Wednesday 13 is you know he's opening up for Cradle of Filth which should be a really big tour for him, and I'm really excited for that. He just played, just opened up the uh, OzFest New Year's Eve in Los Angeles outside the Forum. Uh, had a big crowd show up early to get the thing started for uh, OzFest, which also featured uh, like Rob Zombie and Korn and some others, like it was a big deal that a one-off show, this is before Ozzy kind of took ill and uh, has been in the hospital. We definitely wish Ozzy a, a safe and speedy recovery. As his No More Tours 2, uh, tour continues, uh, through the United States. And, uh, obviously things are heating up man. Kiss the end of the road tour has begun. We had Bruce Kulick on the show a couple weeks ago talking about it and we've seen the set list. We know what the show looks like. It looks absolutely stunning. Is there some lip syncing going on or is there some, you know, underhanded things happening to make the show uh, sound a little better, look a little better? Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, we all know what Paul Stanley's uh, vocal issues have been the last several years. And it looks like they're maybe giving him a little help on that, which, uh, I think Bruce Kulik alluded to that a couple weeks ago when we talked to him. They said, yeah, they'll get him through it. So we're kind of seeing that exactly what that, that means by get him through it. So i uh, got that show coming up here on uh, the 27th of February at the Sprint Center. So a lot going on. It's only February and i already feeling so overwhelmed and so much going on. we got so many interviews planned. This is exactly the way I want it. So excited as this uh, Music Mania podcast continues on into 2019. Always appreciate the feedback. Um, you can tweet us at musicmania underscore show and uh, please hit that subscribe button on itunes or google play either way you choose to take in the show if you have a smartphone, you have access to this show we always appreciate it so before we get to our interview with wednesday 13 gotta talk to you about our sponsor cd warehouse in gladstone missouri For over 22 years, a staple of the Northland guys. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old-school record store go by the wayside. Visit them today. Tell them Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount, or it's on us. Hey, Wednesday, it's Clint Schweitzer from Music Mania. How you doing, man? Hey, man. What's up? Hey, we really appreciate you joining us. It's been a while, and it's just great to have you back, man. How's everything been going? What's up, man?
0: is good, good, good. I have been, uh, I have been in a 1980s cocoon for the past, uh, well, I mean, months. Four months. It started in September, but I pretty much cocooned myself into this 80s cocoon. And when we started writing for this record, and tomorrow I'm going to the studio for the final day to hand off everything to the engineer to begin the mixing process
1: well so, you, that's awesome after
0: tomorrow i can kind of have a little small break of with my brain before the cradle of
1: tour starts on march 7th well you you had talked about this uh, upcoming album being kind of the ultimate horror album and uh now you're talking about uh, kind of the 80s influence i mean what's uh what what can we expect here i know you kind of slowly released a little information here and there but man this is this is blowing me away i've got i've got to know more
0: yeah, well, I I can only give a few details because uh, I'm waiting to, to announce everything because it's it's something I've really really worked on hard and I've done something that I don't think I haven't tried before uh, with with different things. I basically uh, I, I made what I've called the, the horror movie soundtrack, so it sounds like you're listening to a movie and not compare it to Creepshow, because it's not a concept, it's not a movie, it's not one theme, and you're following some guys, like Creepshow was, it was five, six different stories of horror, all themed kind of together, but they, they weren't all intertwined, that's what sort of record is. So, but what I did this time is I'm kind of scoring the music to, scoring music to my music which that it. makes sense. It does. So, uh, yeah, so, so really, the organ of uh, Stone Sour, he, uh, he's, who I had no idea up until a few months ago that he was uh, just really into like, uh, like synthesizers and just doing mixes and things like that and he's a huge fan of just like old horror movie soundtracks and we started talking about Halloween and John Carpenter and he was like, it's in my DNA to play and he started showing me and he had like the original keyboard that John Carpenter wrote his first five films on and we just started talking. I like, I'm doing this record. Do you want to, you want to help me kind of score this and make this sound like it's a proper 80s soundtrack, you know, and this us take people back in a, in a time machine to the to the 80s and what he's added on top of what we're doing is just, I've, it's, it's the coolest thing to me, like, when it's got such such an atmosphere to it, I've never ever made a record with such a vibe, and, and I'm just listening to what, the pieces of it now, rough, and it's just, it gives me goosebumps, so, uh, so my mind it's the ultimate horror record and uh, I, I hope the fans dig it as, as
1: much as I am. This is awesome um, as someone that's uh, like you you know we've talked about it before both of us being such fans I mean I was. Just, it's funny I was just watching uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 the other day it's on Amazon Prime it's free hey why not and uh, you know there's like an Anvil song on there they don't even know that the song's on the album but like Back then, there was just so many memorable ones. Like, I always loved the Jason Lives soundtrack. That's how I like discovered Alice Cooper as a kid. So like stuff like yeah, this that's is how like... how I
0: discovered rock music. Right on, you know, yeah, watching, yeah. Watching Killer Clowns and seeing yeah. Dickie's video and then seeing Freddie and then seeing Dream Warriors and then, then uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion for... For Nightmare Four, and then uh, you know it was just it was always a rock band. And then and then Wasp knocked it out of the park for me with Screaming to You Like It for Dooley's, and uh, you know so it was just you know to, that went kind of hand in hand. It kind of became a theme that rock music and horror went together. At least that's how I computed it. And then when I got old enough to get a guitar and learn how to play, what did I do? I played what I know, and what I knew was was horror movies and I like rock music so it was in the movies so that's where where it all started so I just kind of went back to my roots but I really went and like you know almost like an actor gets like a you know a method actor would just sort of live the, the vibe of the 80s like I literally I unplugged my internet like i'm not my internet i unplug my cable so i won't watch any news i don't know anything i don't watch i've just literally turned off everything if it's not like about old horror films or you know uh sitcoms from the 80s from sanford and son and taxi and silver spoons and i really just went back in this time machine and honestly i I like it here i don't think i'm going to get out even though i'm finished with the record i think i'm still going to Stay
1: here. Yeah, I've comfortably lived there for pretty much my whole life, so I'm I'm glad to know that there are, there are others. So I, you're saying that I might not be the only one that's sitting around watching Sleepaway Camp too. That's good to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's just for me. Uh, you know, I I think the last year has been a whirlwind for me as my first year not drinking and just kind of getting back to planet Earth and kind of getting back to what I do and and you know I really kind of realized I had sort of lost the my, I won't say my love for it, but it wasn't anywhere as passionate and strong as I had for like horror films the way I did when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, you know, and I was starting to get bored with that. And it just seems like in the past with this album and, and just kind of zoning out and only being in that world has just made me rediscover it and I'm watching all these old shows like WKRP in Cincinnati that I liked as a kid but I didn't understand the adult themes of it now I'm watching it going whoa I know what he (laughs) meant now you know so it's just like it's crazy it's just like it's literally opened up my brain to this world I've surrounded my what I call it my little man cave, my little toy room is just nothing but G. I. Joe and He Man and just eighties horror films and sitcoms. That's all I do all day long and and it's and it's great. And it's put up such a cool vibe for me for this record lyrically and just so yeah, I I, I can't wait. I really feel like I've made the ultimate like 80s soundtrack for just like you said when you would watch an old horror movie and and a rock band would come in well we're that rock band
1: I love it. I can't wait yeah, for that. A horror movie. That's so great. That's so fitting, and I'm so looking forward to that. I'm just a fan of, of all your work and loved Monsters, and I love Condolences, but, man, this is going to be great. Obviously, you guys have still been playing live quite a bit. Uh, you just did the tour uh, earlier in the fall, I believe, with John Five, great friend of our shows, uh, amazing guitarist, visually stunning, amazing everything he does live uh, as a solo artist. And, of course, you just got through doing the, the OzFest on New Year's Eve in L.A., which was awesome. I mean, it looked like... Tons of people showed up out there. You open that thing up uh, at the forum outside there, outside the forum, and just uh, tons of people showed up. And then obviously you had uh, Ozzy and, and Zombie and Corn on this thing. It was what a deal that was to be a part of.
0: That was great, man. I mean, just to be included on on that was great, because it wasn't a lot of bands. It wasn't like the original Ozfest when it first came out and there were seventy bands on it or something. You know, this was like a special. Just like they've been doing in Mexico and Japan and stuff, it's just a uh, maybe ten bands or eight bands, I think. So it was cool, you know. I, we we got to start the whole thing off. They had like a they had a professional stage out in the parking lot. I didn't know if anybody would show up on New Year's in Los Angeles at you know at two o'clock, two thirty afternoon when we played, but it was packed. It was great. And uh it was, you know, it was really cool to be a part of that. And, you know, just to go, wow, we got to play Otis. We got to play New Year's Eve with Ozzy and Zombie and Manson. It was, you know, that's like the last of the, the shock rockers. That's the, you know, my mom warned me about Ozzy. You know, as a kid, oh, well, he bites the heads off bats. And, you know, Alice, he bites the heads off snakes. You know, <laughs> it's just, uh... So it was cool to be to be included on that. So wow, that was that was great, you know. And uh, but yeah, that was that was cool to do that. And that was kind of in my mind. That was sort of like closing the uh, the chapter on that year. And so now we're starting starting up this year with a with this Cradle of Filth tour. And um, the record won't be out and you know for, for this, but we're going to tease some people with a couple of new songs and the stage show and everything. So uh, so it is an all new show. I'm not just giving you what you saw on the John 5 tour. So you're getting a brand new Wednesday show, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm
1: excited to see it myself. Well, you guys also got the Raven Black out here on this thing, Cradle of Filth. Um, this, is ins- this is insane. It starts here in Vegas uh, in about a month, and it uh, goes for quite a few dates. I mean, quite a few dates, really good-sized yeah. venues. I believe. Yeah, I think. this is this to be great. Cradle of Filth, man, it's just one of those bands that's like, I don't. They 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 were you know like early two thousands. They were just kind of part of part of the nomenclature and in, in, in American metal. Then all of a sudden, like you don't hear about them. Almost it's like Cradle of Filth. This is awesome and having them along with you. And I know you'd uh, open up for Come be Christ as well. Um, so this is just another another great you know experience for for some good exposure for you guys and heading on towards the record. This tour is gonna be it's gonna be insane, man. No, it's,
0: it's 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 perfect for us. I mean, um, you know, I mean, Cradle of Filth is not what I would consider being our main target audience, but I do think that a lot of their fans would be into us that have never heard of us before, because they definitely kind of cross, you know, they kind of crossbreed the waters with, you know, the, the vampires kind of kind of creep in there, you know, along with the black metal people and stuff, so it's not so uh, territorial where you are with certain bands that are where it's only only this, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like uh, Cradle of Filth kind of flies the freak flag for everybody, and with us being on board with it, it's just, a, just an extra flag.
1: And I want to say, Cradle of Filth, at one point, I think they cover, did they cover How Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden, and I was blown away, it was, how good it was, have you ever heard that? They did a great cover yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, I remember hearing it's it's crazy. Like uh you know, in in the early two thousands, you know, it was when Murder Dolls came out, and once I went on tour I be I went from being that guy that was buying every album and listening to every band to being the guy that was on tour and I didn't have time to be the fan that I was, so, you know, I didn't get a, so ever since I've been touring, I've been less of a, uh, like, being able to check out bands, and, you know, I've just kind of listened to what I listen to, so, uh, but I remember hearing about them prior to that, and I remember one of the guys in my Frankenstein Drag Queen band was really into black metal, and he showed me the Cradle to Enslave video, and I remember thinking, whoa, alright, here's the, here's the new creeps on the block. <laughs> and that was a killer still a killer song and uh, so I, I don't you know as far as when you ask about Cradle of Filth that's what I think of that was sure. my first impression that's you know and now that we've got the tour booked and I've known that for months and months now I've been I've been going back and listening to their catalog and they've got a ton of killer stuff so you know and my musical taste has changed over the years where there's things where maybe back in early 2000 it wasn't you know didn't adapt my ears as easy as it does
1: now, you know, because I've become such a metalhead. Well, as a fan that you are, and I know that you, like me, were kind of baptized in the blood of of 80s glam metal, and here we are, like, it's kind of a sobering situation. I mean, you you just played a show with Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy's in the hospital uh, hoping to get this tour back going. Uh, Black Sabbath's already done a farewell tour. Kiss is on their farewell tour right now. I was at Twisted Sisters last show in, in North America back in 2016. I feel like Wednesday that Buddy, the, the, the flag is, is, you guys are going to be flying this flag from here on out, because in 10 years, all, all, all these bands, yeah, it yeah, right, yeah, yeah with, it
0: You know, so that's the, uh, you know, hopefully I, I, I and, and as long as I've made music, I, I will carry that torch, you know, and, uh, you know, it doesn't look like Alice is ever going to die, he already right. died. Yeah, uh, I think we're just watching the ghost of him. He just—he's <laughs> gonna outlive us all. Absolutely. But, but yeah, you're right. It's like there's nobody. There's nobody that when people go, you know, hey, you know, who's, you know, you, you're, you're one of the top shock blockers. I'm like, I'm one of the only shot <laughs> <rockers." laughs> yeah, I fit in the top five because we aren't six. You know. um you know, so it's one of those things where it's just, it's unfortunate, you know, it's like, all, and I hate that, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm gonna be 43 this year, fucking so weird to <laughs> say, you know, but, you know, it's like, but at the end of the day, you know, when I was 13 years old, I was staring at Ozzy and, and, and Alice and Blackie and D, and I was like, man, that's what I gotta be, and that's what I turned out to, and now... I'm hearing those guys retiring and calling it a day, and I'm like, oh, "I gotta pick up. The, I gotta pick it up. I gotta, I gotta keep, it, I keep the fire burning." So, and I and I do, and I feel that like it's. It may sound dumb to people, but that music means that much to me. And I, you can ask my girlfriend when I put on "Watch." It's a ritual. It's an experience. When I put on "Live in the Raw," it's like get the fuck out of my way.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know? So uh, it's just it's. I love that.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. This is great stuff. Wednesday, before we let you go, and I know you've got a lot coming up. Got the tour starting. Got a lot of interviews coming up. Stuff to do with this album, and we're so excited about that. We got our. Before we let you go, we got our final four. Drum roll. Four quick questions. You just give us whatever comes to mind, my friend. All right, here we go. Okay. Um, painter David Gibraldi is opening for Kiss on the end of the road tour. Why isn't it Wednesday, thirteen? I don't
0: know. I think Gene Simmons secretly loves me, and doesn't anybody to know about it, so he he can't be in a room with me. He can't resist
1: me well, you can't be in a room with your girlfriend that's for sure um, yeah. we can't let that happen that's that's i mean, uh, just
0: well, I just watched a movie with him called Never Too Young to die where he played a a shemale. he was a hermaphrodite <laughs>
1: I remember that so, uh, uh a movie
0: I never knew about so uh his name was Ragnar, so That's amazing. now I'll hang out with that Gene Simmons. <laughs> I want to go on tour with that Gene Simmons.
1: Well, okay, question two, um, Halloween 2018, thumbs up or thumbs down?
0: Thumbs up. Actually, I just unwrapped it because I just I just bought it. Uh, I thought it was cool uh, with that franchise. As you know, it's just went everywhere. But uh, I really appreciated the new one. I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis in it. I love the nods to the original. So uh, thumbs up or knives up. Oh,
1: absolutely. Okay. Question three favorite horror soundtrack of all time?
0: Oh, man. Uh, it's going to either be Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Or uh, Close Tie The Fog No Escape from New York
1: Ooh That's Escape a good one Escape from New one. York
0: Is And Has been One I've been listening to a lot It's got a lot of uh It sounds like a horror I mean, If you didn't know it, it What's for Escape from New York It's got a lot more Dimension to it Than The Halloween stuff So uh I really think that's one of Carpenter's best And uh the jailbreak scene that they cut out of the movie is on the soundtrack and it's, it's so badass. <laughs> like I just, I want that to be like our walk on music now. It's so
1: cool. <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd be awesome actually. Um, okay. Question four, better Wasp album, uh, the date self-titled debut or Crimson Idol?
0: Self-titled. And I'm nothing against Crim- uh, Crimson Idol, but man, the, the first few Wasp records, I've just become a, a Wasp hit and, um, yeah, I, and you'll and you'll and you'll see you'll see that. Soon, and I'll give you a little hint. That's all I'm saying. I've become a yeah. wasp head, may you he may hear some he may hear some wasp from us. I don't uh,
1: know. I would be a fan of that. I thought birth- I thought you'd also be birth- more on wasp
0: by the window and said whispered <laughs> <it> to us. <laughs> I,
1: I thought you might be more on board with singer songwriter Blackie from the crimson from the from the Crimson Idol days. I mean, but I, I get it. I get. I it. liked
0: it, but no, I liked I liked. The scary wasp. I like when Blackie taught like a professional wrestler and he was like, how'd your leg like, felt like a beast? He goes, I put up a camera in my room, put record, got the next day, made it rhyme. Boom.
1: <laughs> okay, so I guess we're going to be looking for some raw meat at, at the Wednesday shows coming up. Uh, I hope I'm not...
0: Yeah, know, I'm, like this before
1: <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, Wednesday 13, you are just an absolute... Absolute uh, jewel, my friend. You're one of our favorite guests. We first got you here in Kansas City. It was hilarious. It was like 85 degrees here, and in the summer. And you played a show here. We we uh, we're gonna do the. We're starting to do the interview outside. And you're like, no, it's too cold. We got to go on my bus. I'm like, dude, you haven't lived in LA that long. Come on, it's 85 hey, degrees. Yeah, we
0: were, um, ours-
1: That's funny. That's great stuff, man. Hey, best of luck with everything. We'll talk again once the new album comes out. Can't wait for it. We'll see you out on the road. Somewhere with Cradle of Filth, I will make it out to one of these shows, probably Chicago, man. We'll catch you soon, brother.
0: Excellent, man. We'll see you then.
1: Thanks so much. Always a pleasure to catch up with our friend Wednesday Thirteen. I tell you what, after talking to him, I'm so excited for this new album. And you know, we're we're not sure exactly uh, what the release date's gonna be like on this because he's got this tour with Cradle of Filth that starts uh, March 7th, I believe, in Las Vegas and goes all the way uh, through April. So, um, you know, he's still getting the uh, getting the finishing touches here on this new album, 80s influenced. I can't wait. I've always thought that'd be a great, just kind of a, another campy 80s sounding. 80s looking because the packaging is very important to Wednesday 13 so I'd say his theatrics and the imagery surrounding this will definitely lend to that 80s style. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. You know, cool to talk to him about horror soundtracks and just what you know what he wants out of this new album, kind of making it the ultimate horror uh, metal soundtrack. So, so excited to see what Wednesday's got going on. Just an artist I've always respected. Loved the Murder Dolls, loved his solo work. Wednesday 13, um, I believe 2005, uh, Transylvania um, 90210 Songs of Death, Dying, and the Dead came out. And I was a huge fan of that sound, very just high octane. Um, kind of shock rock-esque, but, you know, the video for I Walked With a Zombie was always one that stuck out to me. I love the imagery in that and just his homage to old school horror films has always been something that, uh, you know, set him apart and made me a fan. So, awesome to catch up with him. Guys, you can always go to our website, com. You can see all of our shows. They're archived right there. There's like 117 of them now. I mean, it's unbelievable. They keep letting us do this show and we couldn't do it without you guys. So, Go on in there and check out some of our previous shows. Always hit the subscribe button. You can uh, never miss a show. iTunes, Google Play, those are the best uh, two mediums in which to subscribe to the show, uh, depending on what kind of cellular device you have. Our shows are also archived on YouTube. You know, for your convenience, if you're ever, uh, if you're subscribed to the channel, Music Media Podcast, we'll always appreciate it, guys. If you attend a concert, want to send some photos, want to do a review, Hit us up. Podcast at gmail.com is the way to do that. There's so much more coming up. I can't tell you. I can't break the secret right now because there's some. I've got some big interviews coming up, but I'm not quite sure in which order I'm going to be taking them. So, you know, we've got, we got a little bit of uh, intrigue coming up here on the show. Not sure the exact guess and which days they're going to air, so you're just going to have to stay tuned. Big things coming up. Music Mania Podcast. We always appreciate you guys. On this show, you know the stories. We tell you the stories. On this show, you know the music, we tell you the stories. And that's what we do right here on the Music Mania Podcast.